Well, listen, listen, why don't you start uh, helping us out in the kitchen? All right. Uh, you can start by sticking your face in, 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 in the freezer and making us some ugly things. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your pal, Junkman. Back to annoy your asses with another exciting episode of Junkman Radio right here at Doll Hut Studios in Anaheim, California. Doll Hut Studios is your one-stop shopping for recording and rehearsing. and uh, they got lockouts available. they got all kinds of groovy stuff that you can do right here. Just a stone's throw away from the 5 Freeway, southbound. And North, absolutely. And uh, right next door to the world-famous Doll Hut Club, the home of so many rock and roll shows over the, God, since the 50s. So, you know, it's the place to be in Anaheim right here, Doll Hut Studios. So good to see you. Good to hear from you. I've been getting emails and uh, Facebook things from people telling me that uh, they love the show and they enjoy it. I got interviews coming up today. I have another guest. And today just happens to be my 50th program. Whoa! 50! I'm 50. That's right. I can kick and stretch and kick. I'm 50. That's right. So... Welcome to the program. Let's get ready to rock. This is how I all start. This is how I started to rock when I was a kid. Maybe you too. All right, lads, if you will, a one, two, three, four. It won't be long, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Till I belong to you. Me. I've 
forget about it, huh? Junk Band Radio. That, my friends, is Buck Cherry. Going back to the 15 record. And Brooklyn. Very, very cool version of that one that they did semi-acoustic. They've actually got an electric version of that that's available that you can see as well. But, uh, yeah, Buck Cherry. Great band. Just got to speak with them at the recent Incarceration Festival in Mansfield, Ohio. And spoke with uh, singer Josh Todd for a while about their brand new record. They've got all kinds. We're going to be playing some more too, off the uh, off the latest Buck Cherry record. But that one goes back a number of years. I remember when that record came, first came out, and that, the big hit off that record was was Crazy Bitch. And I love this song, Brooklyn, but three or four other songs that were on that record, and I just I couldn't get enough of them. But uh, that was kind of the rebirth of the band. And uh, they've been really swinging ever since. A couple membership changes, but hey, never stopped them. Josh kicks ass, man. He's one of the best front men in rock and roll as far as I'm concerned. And a lot of other people feel the same way. So go check them out sometime. They're going to be coming to a city near you. That I can guarantee. All right. Brooklyn from Buck Cherry. For that, we did Keith. That's right. Keith. <laughs> Keith Richards. And uh, Take It So Hard, that's from his first solo record. Great stuff, man, with um, Steve Jordan doing that really killer backbeat. Waddy Wachtel on guitar. And the Expensive Winos was the name of his band. And, man, I'm telling you, just, uh, just a great-sounding record. And the Stones, hey, you know, that band doesn't suck. <laughs> They're on the road. I'm looking forward to seeing them in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go out to Denver and go see them in Denver. And I haven't seen the Stones in many, many, many years, so really looking forward to that trip. That should be fun. I'll tell you all about it right here on Junkman Radio. That is a fact. Uh, we did my boy Joe Satriani, guitar player extraordinaire, and Ice Nine. Such a great song from him from his Surfing with the Alien record. The one that really put him on the map as far as uh, everybody knowing who he is. I mean, so much material from him. He's such a virtuoso on the guitar, and I can't get enough of Joe. And a nice guy to boot, and he's from my old neighborhood. No, not Brooklyn, Long Island. Westbury, he's from Carl Place, the other side of town, but same town. Very cool. Props, brother. The Creation preceded that with a song called Biff Bang Pow. I just, I love the sound of that. And I've had to play it after the song before uh, I played The Who with Pictures of Lily. Just the uh, <laughs> 1960s song about, here, son, we'll get you some pictures of a beautiful lake, naked lady and you can masturbate and you'll feel a lot better. You won't be so bad. That's what that song's about, okay? And the creation, Biff Bang Pow, well, he may have even said that when he finished off. Yeah, I did go there. <laughs> it, uh, the fact is that the creation sounds very early who, and I love that. So kind of had to put those two songs together and started the show out with uh, the Beatles. I don't play a lot of Beatles on the show for some reason. So because you know what? A lot of people play the Beatles and I love the Beatles. And I always will, especially the older, older stuff. And that one right there was one of the first ones that got me. It's how they started off there in America. It was the meet the Beatles record. And with the Beatles is uh, the British version of it. But the record starts out with that freaking rocker right there. And that's the one that just jumps right off at you. It's time to rock. 
<laughs> and so I started out show number 50, Junk Man Radio show number 50 with that one right there because it just jumps right at you. Another one that does is this song I'm about to play for you. My good friends Cherie Curry and Bree Darling, their record comes out in about a week or so. They're, you're able to get it. They're signing them. They're going to be appearing different places. They've been on Junk Man Radio, and I'm such a fan of this particular song. They've redone a, uh, a song, a very obscure one from T-Rex, but I love it. I'm dancing all the time every time I hear this, and I think I just might have to do a little hucklebucking in the studio to this one. This is The Motivator, brand new from Cherie Curry and Bree Darling here on Junk Man Radio. Make sure it's loud.
Radio, 
rocking and rolling with the Almond Brothers Band and Wasted Words. Man, love, love, love the Almond Brothers Band. How can you not, man? I mean, it's just so musical. If you are a player, like a drummer or a guitar player, you just cannot help yourself just to groove on those grooves that they got going on. It's incredible. I uh, am a big fan, always have been. Miss them very much. Um, of course, we lost Greg Allman a couple years ago, and that was pretty much it. But you know what? They have the uh, the Almond Bet Band that's going on right now, and that's the sons of uh, of Greg Allman and um, Richard Betts, aka Dickie Betts, and they're uh, they're playing some cool music. I'll have to play some here on Junk Band Radio for sure. I uh, I've been listening to a lot of different stuff lately, a lot of new bands that are here. You know, and we like to play the classics and we like to play the new ones too. I played a bunch of classics right there and some new stuff from classic people. So. Nice little mix right there, but uh, Wasted Words from the Almond Brothers. My good buddies, Little Caesar, and their new one. That one's called Vegas from their latest eight, and uh, just a great song. Uh, John Fogarty with uh, a live version of Rockin' All Over the World. Played uh, Laidlaw, another band from uh, about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. They were... uh, Based out of Southern California first, and then they kind of moved to Houston, Texas, where they did some touring, and uh, they put out a couple of really good records. And that one's called The Five Knuckle Shuffle. Hmm, what's that about, Junk Man? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I can tell you, but I just let you figure, figure it out for yourself. It's a lot more fun that way. And then, of course, uh, my friend Sheree Curry and Bree Darling, their brand new one, The Motivator. That's the title track of their new record, which is out coming out next week. So you can get it. I uh, I will always, always be there for those ladies. They're amazing. They know how to rock. And that new record just kicks ass. It's awesome. So go get it. Go get it. Please, The Motivator, Cherie Curry and Bree Darling. All right. Well, tell you what. As I mentioned, lots of new bands that are out there that are just kicking ass. This is uh, another one of those bands I saw at the Incarceration Festival. Actually, I'm going to play a couple of them that I saw just recently. And I really love the music. And I always have when new bands come out with something that's just spectacular. These guys, as far as I was concerned, stole the whole weekend, man. They were that good. And here's the title track of their When Legends Rise record. This is Godsmack on Junkman Radio. Crank it up. Yeah. 
a world that looks for a fight Got a death wish closing our eyes
Junk Man Radio. Yeah, baby. Brand new stuff from a band called Broken Hands. And the song's called Split in Two. Very nice gentleman. I met him last night. I saw their band last night. They uh, they actually are on a big tour. And just really, really nice fellas. And I thought I'd give them a spin because I dig it. And Split in Two, the name of that one. Again, the band is called Broken Hands. Go look them up. It's uh, it's pretty happening. I dig it. Bunch of new music there from some uh, new young bands that are just bringing the rock to the people, man. They really know what they're doing. And you know, some of them are younger than others. Some of them have been around for a while, but, uh, you know, it's always nice to, to keep the blood flowing. Greta Van Fleet. Yep, they raised a lot of eyebrows in the last couple of years. That one's called Black Smoke Rising that uh, preceded Broken Hands. Another band out of Akron, Ohio that I really like. I went to see them recently, too. Red Sun Rising and a great song called Death Wish. Got a very cool video for that one, too. If uh, if my opinion matters to you, go check it out. You know, Another great band who's out on the road just kicking ass and taking names. 14 number one hits on rock radio for these guys. I'm talking about Shinedown. And uh, you know, it's interesting. I live in Los Angeles area, and there's no rock radio in Los Angeles. One of the reasons why I'm really doing this, you know, is because of that. And it's so interesting to me, the fact that you could see Shinedown in just about any place in the United States, and the place is just packed. Everybody knows every single word. And you see them in Los Angeles, and the place isn't sold out, but the people that are there are totally into it, obviously, because they're a great band. But 14 number one rock radio hits they've had. And I know people that are musicians or whatever that have never heard the band. I remember taking people to see them in Los Angeles for the first time just a couple of years ago. They're just going, these guys are incredible. How come I didn't know about them? Well, that's the power of the fact that there's no radio in Los Angeles to promote new rock and roll. All they give you is the old stuff, you know, over and over and over again. Same songs. Well, that's why Junkman Radio's here, to turn you on the new, the old the obscure, maybe some of your favorites, the ones you forgot about, the ones you didn't know about. That's what I do. But Cut the Cord from Shinedown, one of my favorites right there. Hope you enjoyed that. And started that set out with Godsmack. Man, another huge band. And uh, the title track for when Legends Rise record for them. And they just they just put on such an amazing show. I just saw them recently, again, at the Incarceration Festival in uh Mansfield, Ohio, and their show is just—it's a spec—it's a—it's a spectacle, man. It's just amazing. They got everything you would ever want out of a great rock show, and you come out of that place so pumped. That's just the way it is, you know. It's just—I can't tell you enough good things about that band. But Godsmack, just uh, one of my faves, and there's a lot of them out there. Again, you'll hear them here on Junk Band Radio here and there. This band, in particular, a local band who I discovered a while back, a number of years ago, and I've been pushing them ever since to people, spreading the gospel. That's how it's done these days. There's no A&R guys. There's no Artie Fufkin to push records anymore. you got to do it either by yourself, word of mouth, what have you, listen to Junkman Radio, anything's like that. But I'm talking about Rival Sons right here. Title track or their one. Pressure and Time a couple of records ago. They got a new one out. Yes, they do. But uh, this one goes back a couple of records. 
And again, pressure and time from Long Beach, California's rival sons. Crack it up on Junkman Radio.
she may be weary Young girls, they do get weary She gets weary, weary Won't you try stand Tenderness You know she's there waiting And anticipating You'll never, never have. Oh, no, no. Do as she gets weary. Won't you try? Oh, try some tenderness. baby <laughs> junk man radio that's right try a little tenderness no not the version by otis redding but the version by three dog night that's right baby that's uh 
Corey Wells on the vocals, just destroying, baby. Kicking ass with that great big voice of his on, uh, on Otis Redding Classic. And uh, I hope you dug that. I really did. Uh, we played Free, featuring the great Paul Rogers on the vocals, and The Steeler before that one. Also played Pearl. Pearl is an awesome, awesome, awesome band featuring uh, the great Pearl Aday on vocals. Her husband, Scott Ian, from Anthrax on guitar. And uh, a great song called Check Out Charlie. And started that set out with Rival Sons from Long Beach, California. And the title track for Pressure and Time. Hey, Junkman here. Got another uh, old friend. I don't want to say the friend is old, but I've known him a long time. You guys know him as the bass player for Megadeth. Really great guy. I got David Elveson on the line with me. How you doing, Dave? What's up, John Man? How are you, buddy? Fantastic. I appreciate you uh, calling in. You, again, are the busiest guy that I know. I really can honestly say that. You've got so many projects going on <laughs> right now, and we've got more new stuff for the fans to uh, to enjoy. Um you got yeah. the brand. You got the book, "More Life with Death," which has just uh, been released. Congratulations! And there's Thank more. You. Yeah. Tell us a little bit yeah, about the book. More. Yeah, it's but like wait. an infomercial. Yeah, but exactly. Wait, there's more. But wait, there's plenty more. <laughs> <laughs> Lots more, in fact. And I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you tell it. So start out with the book, sure, uh, "More sure, Life sure. with Death." Yeah. So it's my third book that I've written. Um, my uh, first one was uh, Making Music Your Business. That came out uh, around the Cryptic Writings album in 97. And then in 2013, my first memoir came out called My Life with Death. And this is a you know, kind of a follow-up to the degree that it, it, it sort of covers the time since the last book was written, which was you know, only about, well, I guess I wrote it about seven years ago, something like that. But man, a lot has happened between... Absolutely. Uh, the record label coffee company securing combat records and the big four and, you know, several Megadeth records and a Grammy win and all this stuff, you know? So, um, <laughs> you know, that's really what's, what, what started, uh, you know, what started the, the idea here for the, for the book. And, um, and, uh, so that's, you know, kind of, and, and it was interesting because as we wrote and I say, we meaning me and, uh, my uh, my record label and coffee company partner Tom Hazer, um, as we as we were you know really doing this book, it started. We were, we we're on a on a little what we call a coffee tour through the Midwest last uh, last year in 2018, and I think March 2018, and um, we you know went went through uh, Minneapolis and Falls, Mankato. Um, and, uh, and, and we, it, the idea hit, it was like, you know, there's just been a lot going on. And, and quite honestly, the book wrote itself pretty quickly. Um, but one of the real turning points to the book was as we were talking about, um, you know, how, uh, we relaunched combat records, which is, as I call it, Megadeth's alma mater, <laughs> where we where our, our very, our very first record label that we started on. Um, you know, that took, all of a sudden the story of, of the more life of death book went back to the very origins of Megadeth 1983, which is, you know, literally 36 years ago now. Um, Isn't that amazing. About, it is. It is amazing. I mean, gosh, it, the memory seemed like it was just, you know, a couple of months ago, <laughs> some days, right. you know, um, but you know, where I, how we start out, Dave and I met, how the group formed and, and, um, and those early years. And, 
And I always say, I, I give, I give, you know, kudos to, you know, the kind of the idea of it is there, I read a really great kiss book. Everybody knows I'm a big kiss fan. And I, I, I read most of the kiss books. And the one that I really enjoyed recently was, um, nothing to lose. And it was about the early years, like the first three albums and those earliest years of kiss. And, and that was my era that I, I grew up with kiss and, and, and I just loved how they had friends telling personal stories. So as, with more life with death, I did the same thing. I thought, you know, let me call my, my friend, Greg Hanneman, who I grew up with. Let me call Jay Reynolds, who was in malice. And for a, just a quick moment was actually, uh, you know, almost in Megadeth on the so far. So, so good. So what album, and as well as other very notable rock stars like KK Downing from Judas Priest, Dan Donegan from Disturbed, Mark Tremonti from Creed and Alter Bridge. And, you know, just a really awesome host of friends that I've developed over the years who, you know, that's what we do for each other. We, we, we lend a word to each other's story and, and that, so this book has all of that in it. It has some just great sort of testimonials, if you will, uh, from a lot of my rock star buddies, as well as childhood friends. So like telling said, their version as as well as my version of the story. Yeah, so like I said, it kind of wrote itself, right? <laughs> it's it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. That's awesome. It really did. It it really did. Yeah. Now did it focus again on different parts of the career depending on the person that was that was reflecting on it, or did it strictly focus on one year or two mm-hmm. years or three years or whatever? Did it kind of jump from well, from from time to time depending on the person? Well, a, a bit. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we, you know, like for instance, KK Downing, of course, we, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, Judas Priest Unleashed in these changed my life. I mean, it's why you and me are on the phone right now. <laughs> you know, it's that, that pivotal album for me. And I'm sure most of the people you interview, um, have that moment, you know, in their life. Um, and that was one of them for me when I was about 15 years old. So to get to when we toured with Judas Priest, um, 1990, 90 and 91, it was the, Rust in Peace tour for us. It was painkiller for them, and um, and I and KK and I became buddies, and and um, you know, so to just get him to weigh in, I just read his book, which was phenomenal, um, and it was um, uh, you know, just we he and I have actually just started reconnecting over the last I don't know, like two or three years. We just started started connecting on email and phone calls, and and just kind of striking up our friendship again, and. Um, and so it was great to have that. And, and likewise, you know, Dan Donegan from Disturbed, I, I you know, was a big Disturbed fan when I first heard. Um, uh, Down Believe, with the Sickness, man. Uh, that, that. Yeah, well, actually, well, not even so much that record. It was the second record. Really? And, and, it, and I talk about it in the book. It's when I was in Minneapolis producing um, the singer who had become the singer in F5 a couple years later. Right. I was producing a, a, a record for him, and I got in the car, and I, and I, I guess 93X, the uh, active rock station, was on in my, in my rental car. And, and all of a sudden I heard, I heard, um, uh, pray. And I was like, what the hell is this? This is amazing, man. I mean, it reminded me of like countdown to extinction or something. It was so good. And, and I just became a fan and then we became friends as we, you know, kind of hanging in the campus together. And, you know, Dan tells a really good story of when he saw Megadeth, um, in on the so far so good sweat tour opening for Iron Maiden at the Rosemont horizon in Chicago. Love that room. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, so like, as these guys are telling their stories, it, it helped me relive my own story. And so that, I think this is really a, the kind of the ultimate rock and roll book. Um, because it's, uh, it isn't just me telling the story. It's everybody around me weighing in. And and I, I think it's really entertaining and it's just a really cool trip down history 
is from memory lane. Well, I look forward to reading it myself. I'm really, really excited about that. It's funny you, you mentioned those two bands. I just saw Priest and Disturbed like within the last month, and both of them are right. so on right now. They're just, just they're great. right just where great. they should be. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just yeah. a treat to see uh, both of those I, guys. I live, would agree. Or both yep, of those bands live. Agree. But it was funny, I interviewed Dan years ago when they first came out, when uh, when Disturbed first came out, and I was almost clueless about what they were all about. And I kind of hoped that they wouldn't hold that interview against me. And every time I see Dan right now, we're just kind of laugh about it. Just like, hey, remember when I when I when I first uh, when I first interviewed you? I was yeah. just really didn't know a whole lot about Disturbed, and they were trying to really, you know, right. how it is when you're a new band, you're trying to get yeah. your uh, your your thing across to the DJ, and that just happened to be me. So I I got a good schooling well, from and, them. And let's face it, I mean, <laughs> you know, bands, so many bands come and go, and there's yeah. so many you know great great bands out there trying to do it, and for whatever reason, some stick, some don't, you know. Some stay together, some don't. You know what I mean. So well, I can only imagine your well, world well, you get you, a lot of a lot of traction across your desk. You know? I do, but you, my friend, you are stuck, and you're right up there, up at the up at the top of that heap, man. But could, man, and it just keeps coming. I love I love the fact that you were like the busiest guy in music these days. So you got well, the you got I appreciate the appreciate bo- it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, it just yeah. it tells a lot. It just says, you know, there's a lot of these guys that just can't handle it after a certain amount of time, and they just don't know what to do with themselves, or they just keep rehashing the same old stuff. You have become inventive in so many different ways. You've checked out, you've followed your interests in so many different kinds of businesses, and you've made a living at it, you know, and you're still able to do it, and it's still very relative to everything that you do. Yeah. Your writing, your coffee, your music, you know, the the people that you're around, uh, the different things that I've seen you around doing, too. It's just, it's all really interesting and very inventive and uh, a real model to what a lot of, I think, you know, people that get into the music business for the music only should actually pay attention to because you could do so much more with your career if you're enjoying it, you know, just like you're doing, you know, so uh, yeah. be proud well, of that. It. And that really is what it is. That is what I, I appreciate that. And that, that is what it, I wake up every morning and it's just sort of like, you know, like just, I mean, I, and I know I've said this before, but it's kind of like when I was a kid growing up on the farm in Minnesota, you know, I was 11, 12 years old. I'd wake up. All I want to do is go play my bass. And then yeah. it was like, well, I need to call some buddies to put a band together because playing bass by myself isn't a lot of fun. I'd rather play it with my buddies and we learn some songs. Hey, let's book some gigs, you know? And quite honestly, here I am at age 54 doing the exact same thing. I mean, really nothing has changed with my, um, with my passion for it. And, and my interest is, is still the same, you know? And, um, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, Oh, well, you know, the internet changes and this sucks and the gigs aren't what it used to be and records don't sell. And it's like, well, you know, and then get inventive and figure out a way to, you know, to, to keep your, keep your dream alive. I mean, you know, again, Joe's sandwich shop goes through the same thing, you know, people, right. a subway opens across the street and Hey, suddenly people don't like, you know, you know, ham and Swiss as much as they like, whatever sushi. And, you know, so you got every business is like that. Every business has to overcome, adapt and improvise well, and, key, and, yeah. and music is, is no different, you know? Well, the key word being adapt and you've definitely done that in so many different ways. Uh, I, I, I love that you've got an accompanying, uh, um, bit of music along the, with the book. Very few people have done it. I know Nikki six did that with his, with right. his book and things like that. And you've jumped on that in a lot of ways and you've got so many cool people that are on the, uh, the accompanying, uh, uh, music for this, for this particular book. Right. I'm blown away, man. This is great. Sleeping giants. Um, talk a little bit about that. 
Um, tell us about Sleeping Giants, and I've got some of the music here to play. Um, so if you want yeah, to no, talk about you. a particular you thing on it, let me know. It's 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 funny. It's it's a very singular cause, but the the music suddenly got very wide and very diverse on it. And and how it happened was we were on a bass story tour, which is my essentially my solo performance platform that we've created that I can kind of started as a clinic and then it sort of became a storyteller and now it's become a full on concert. <laughs> and I, and I like that. I've got different versions of it that I can do around the world in different territories. And, and, um, back in December, we were down in Florida and, um, we went in the studio and literally I, I write mostly on guitar, uh, truth be told. And I, and I wrote, I picked up a guitar in, in the studio and I literally in like an hour, I just cranked out this tune. This riff just fell right out of me. Um, and, um, and it's funny because sometimes when I'm playing bass all the time, like a performer, I pick up a guitar and, and ideas are just right there falling out of me. It's, it's kind of an interesting way that that works. So we threw this track down and that song is, is called vultures. And, uh, Tom, had an idea to, for a lyric, he put it down, he sang it, and it was just like, I mean, literally within 48 hours, we had a song, you know, written, recorded, mixed, ready to go. And I, I and it went really well, and I, and I told Thomas, you know, I've got these two other songs, this song called Sleeping Giants, and this other one called Hand That Comes Down. And I love the music, they're, they're, and they're really, they're done. They're recorded, they're tracked, they're, they're ready to go. They just, they, they, they need a lyric on it, and a melody, and I, I'm, I'm at a loss, I can't come up with anything. And so, he, he said, give me a couple of weeks. And, and he, he found some collaborations, Sleeping Giants. He called uh, Gerald McDaniels, who is DMC from Run DMC. Which is really, really, yeah, it's just really interesting on how, how you got you got DMC to be a part of this thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's something yeah. out of left it, it, field. And, and, and it's funny because he, he had mentioned, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to collaborate with, with Daryl on something. And, and it hit me. Funny is actually, I think I was watching the, the playoff game, um, I forgot who it was. It was the Seahawks because I didn't want the Seahawks to go. That's how I remember it was that <laughs> game. And I called Tom and I said, and I told him, I said, man, the song you two should work on is Sleeping Giants. And he, and he said, man, I'm on it. And they did. And they came back with this just incredible um, back and forth collaborative lyric. And then we went in the studio and, and um, or Tom, Tom went in to work on Hammer Comes Down. And he, and he, and he came, I guess he, he was kind of struggling a little bit with it. And it was a work in progress. And he came back and he played it for me. I said, man, you know what? And I just played with, um, I had just done a Metal Allegiance tour. Uh, so this was just, I don't know, three, four, three, four yeah, months another ago. Th- and another thing a, to a, add to the mix here, too. <laughs> Again, yeah. Well, we had just done this West Coast You did that, here, too. <laughs> well, and, here, and here's why you got to just, for musicians listening, this is why you just have to say yes to everything. is because, yeah. you know, we did a Metal Allegiance tour. <clears throat> Suddenly the idea came, hey, let's get some Phoenix locals to come up and jam with us. And we called Max Cavalera. We called Sacred Reich. We called the Flotsam Jetson guys. Like, let's wow. blow this up, do a real honorarium to the Phoenix metal scene where I live in Phoenix. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. And out of it, I mean, literally a month later, Tom's in the studio trying to get this lyric together for Hammer Comes Down and he sends it to me and goes, dude, you know what it needs? It needs, because Tom's got a pretty gruff, you know, almost death metal voice, like really good, heavy, hard, yeah. you know, kind of hardcore voice. And I said it, it needs something clean to offset it. And I went, you know what? Let's let's call AK. So we can't call AK from. Um, I hit, I hit him on a text. The dude, would you run over to the studio real quick tonight and 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 throw a, a a vocal down? And he did. He ran over there and and bang. I mean, it just happened. And you know, I think that's the the fun of what we do in our neighborhood, man. It's it's just it's this. Um, 
it's it's we all just pitch in and we help out you know and um and that song was done and and then once that happened i was you know tom and i I told tom i said man i've got these old demos that i had from f5 and i said even though we did a couple records i said there's there's a spirit about these demos we did that is just really cool they're something they're heavy they're they're kind of raw, but we literally wrote a song in an afternoon and we recorded it that night. I mean, it was bang, bang, bang. We wrote like 10 songs like that. And I said, these are really good songs. There's something very spontaneous and inspired about them. So we put a bunch of those on the Sleeping Giants record. And there's even some songs that I wrote back in 1993 when Megadeth had a break on the Countdown to Extinction tour. And and one of them I had John Bush sing on called yep, If from You Were God. Yep. Yep, and then and then the other one was um, David Glenn Isley, who's best known probably for House of Lords and Jeffrey and, uh, Yeah, and Jeffrey, and and so we had him come over and sing on some stuff. And I mean, he is just an incredible singer. Both he and John, I mean, these are world class. Yeah, absolutely, you know, vocalists. And and even today, I just I was just listening to the album a couple of days ago, and I was just going, man, this and these songs still stand up. And I and that to me is. If I would have listened to them, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like it 20 years ago. Yeah, let's let's not let those see the light of day. But they didn't. They they they. I listened to them and I went, these are still really great songs. And let's we'll remaster them so they you know they sound sonically, you know, modern. You know, um, but um, and that's it. I mean, that's what I did. I basically that and hence the name of the title. These are like some giant songs sleeping in the vault, and <laughs> we just pulled them out and. And that became, you know, lo and behold, I have a, I have a solo album out, and it's a combination of some brand new stuff and some stuff from many years ago, and and it's just really fun to let everybody hear a lot of, you know, the music that I've been working on over the last couple of decades. Well, another thing that I really like being a Megadeth fan is the fact that you got Chris Poland on this too, from uh, I know from way back I know. in the day. Me too. Just shredding, you know, Chris, <laughs> shredding on guitar. Been buddies, Chris and I have been buddies. I mean, we're we're friends and. You know, when Nick Menza passed um, at Chris's gig uh, at yeah. home there in in, um, in uh, Studio City at the Big Jail, I called him and I didn't hear from him, and I just figured, you know, he probably needed some space. And we ended up meeting up a few months later at um, after the Nam show, and um, you know, and we reconnected. And and you know, it's interesting because we he had reached out his side, his manager had reached out to us about um, some record label stuff, and that kind of started the conversation going. And, um, so it was just a natural fit. It's like, Hey, you want to throw solo down? And I'm sure fans would love to see, see us working on something together again. And, and, um, and, and then to have Mark Tremonti, you know, Mark Tremonti is a huge Megadeth fan. I mean, especially yep. the early stuff, P cells and so far so good. So what? So for Mark to play on a track with, with, with me and Chris Poland, um, and Mark and I are, are good friends, you know, we're, we're, well, like, you we're can't not be, he's such a nice that. guy. You know, he's the coolest yeah. guy. <laughs> just really he is. That's got to be a joy to record with. It is. And he's got a great testimonial in the book wow. about how he grew up in Michigan. And I won't tell the whole thing here, but, you know, I grew up a fan and, you know, studied and had bands. And, and, and he's really a thrash metal guitar player. Yeah. And um, like like a lot of people, you know, he, he formed Creed and they became, you know, this, this massive, massive success. And But you can tell by Mark's music he's doing now. I mean, he's got real... Yeah, Alter Bridge is rocking. Alter Bridge is rocking, yeah. dude. He just—I've yeah. seen him live with that band a few times, and that holds up to just about anything that's out today. It's it just, does. It's no, really, just, really, that, really. The street guys are great. I remember when they when they first did Alter Bridge, and they came through Scottsdale, and they uh-huh. hit me up to come down and 
and jam with them. And I did. And I, I jumped. I think we played like rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. And I remember nice. right before we started it, Mark ripped into Holy Wars. Kind of like, <laughs> like, hey, if you, you want to play this, I'm good. Let's do it. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Those, those guys are super cool, man. The Alter Bridge guys are great. Yep. 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 But this is awesome, man. I, I, I really, I, I can't, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very impressed by, by just not only the amount of product that you're putting out constantly, but again, able to tour, to do this, to do that, to do this, to do that. And, you know, make it, make it all work. It's just, you know, as a musician that kind of does different things outside of music, you know, it's, that's me. I, I see, you doing these things that so many people can learn from, you know, just when you, when you see, you know, we all know that, that one guy's like, well, you know, nobody likes my music anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Well, look, look what you're right. doing, you know, that you can do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. And like I said, I, you know, I, I've been writing and recording and demoing for all the years. I mean, and again, most, most of the, the big stuff, obviously is the mega death stuff, but you know, it's kind of, I think we're at this point now in our lives. I mean, look, we've, Again, we got the Grammy, we got all the big wins and the big four. We did all these big monumental things. So it's all, I think kind of on that side, things have all come full circle and we're all kind of at peace with everything over there. And it's just a good time to go out and, 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 and do this stuff. I mean, look, I'm a guy who always wanted to be in a band. So I'm glad I'm in a band, you know, Megadeth, that we have that. Um, and But yet it's fun to, you know, when we've got these, we're off off cycle off of an album and a tour cycle to be able to, to put these things out and, and, um, and that, you know, again, you know, write these books, tell these stories and then dig into the vaults and pull this music out. Plus continue to write new stuff, you know, like me and Frank and fellow had been working on, you know, the altitudes and attitude stuff. And Metal Allegiance is always a conversation about the next record. So there's always, I always like having, you know, some stuff out, and also having some stuff in the pipeline and, and just always be always creating, you know, and and um, and just, you know, kind of keeping that that always moving forward is always really important to me. Well, you'll be bringing it to the people here uh, very shortly. I know Saturday, August 3rd, you're going to be doing a signing at Book Soup in West Hollywood. Yeah. Along with all the regular writers that go up there, man. So that's going to be a big literary fair. Three o'clock in West Hollywood, uh, Saturday, August 13th or August 3rd, I'm sorry, at Book Soup in West yep. Hollywood, right there on the Strip. Uh, Sunday, August 4th, I may have to come down to Alhambra, down to the Gorilla Mall, because I love the burgers down there. Yes. So I'm gonna think I'm going to yes. bring my girl out for a little burger date and come and see you. And that's Sunday, August 4th, at Gorilla yep. Mall in Alhambra from uh, 12 to 2. Are they going to give you uh, your own burger down there, too, at the same time, you think? Uh, you know, there is a talk of that. In fact, uh, it may, it may be related to some coffee. I don't know, a coffee burger, you know, we've got CBD coffee. Now maybe we'll do coffee hamburgers. You know, that's that my friend's Italian back East. And he says, that's when, you know, you really made it when they name a sandwich after you or something like that, you know, so you can name yeah. a burger, then you know that you really made it in life, you know? So there you go. <laughs> so gr- sleeping giant burger. There yeah. You go. Sleeping nice. giant put burger. You, put so your big, name- it'll just knock you out. You exactly. Know? Now put your name in it somewhere. So you you have the rights to it because some other burger joint will steal the recipe and claim it as their own. You know. So, all right. So that's Grill Mall in Alhambra. That's from uh, twelve to two on uh, Sunday, August fourth, and then the same day you're going to be driving down to San Diego and going to Warwick's yeah. in San Diego at yes. five p.m. and doing a signing as well. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be a busy little uh, busy little jaunt over there. Yeah. But looking forward to it. It's uh, good to get over to California. I know this this little tour here is. It's not so little, you know, it's really taken me all over the place and, you know, it's just great to be back out face to face with, with the fans and, 
And, um, you know, I love it. So I appreciate your support on this, John. Absolutely. Anytime, Dave. You got it. Um, now you got this fall. You got the Mega Cruise and you got uh, plans with Mega Death. Um, can you let us in a little bit on the progress with our good friend Dave Mustaine? Um, how's he doing? Yeah, you know, he's he's moving along. He's doing his treatments and um, appreciate all the thoughts and prayers sure. to him. And like you said, it's to be based head on, which he's doing, um, and uh, which is great. So that's. Uh, um, you know, you know, moving along, which is, which is good news on that front. And, um, and then as far as, uh, um, the, the cruise goes, you know, we're, we're just kind of figuring out, um, you know, what and how that will be. And a lot of that's going to be, you know, based on Dave's, um, you know, health condition at that point. But, um, you know, we're, we're, we're keeping that moving forward. And again, we're optimistic that we'll have a nice little, Look, the cruise is going to be great regardless, you know. And I tell you, the funny, not funny, the, the awesome thing is that, you know, when that announcement went out about Dave's uh, throat cancer, I mean, right away, Chuck Billy and all the guys started hitting me up going, hey, if, if you need us to sing some Megadeth songs, we'll do it, you know. Sure. So it's just the, 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 the outpouring of love and goodwill and cool factor from everybody was just awesome. I remember, so, when Chuck, so, I remember when Chuck was going through his issues, too, and everybody banded together from behind him. So I would imagine he would have been yep. on the first in line. So. Exactly. No, he, and he was. He was the first guy. Wham, right away. Yep. And I, we, we got your back. Whatever you guys need, we, we got you covered. So, so. That's yeah, great. we'll let uh, we'll see how that all plays out. But yeah, it's it's good. And meanwhile, working on the new album, and and that's been coming along. And quite honestly, that's been it's been fun to be creating and working on that. You know, wow. through this through this transition here as well. David, be proud of who you are, man. You really, really are a fine example for everybody in the community, man. It, it, I really, really. You've uh, you opened my eyes to so many different things too, and it's just it's a pleasure well, always to uh, not only to speak with you, but uh, just to see the body of work that you're involved in and what you're doing with it, man. It's really, really a, cool. a tribute to uh, to who you are, my friend. So, great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Thank well, you. What's thank uh, you, thank I'm, I'm going to play a track, man. I really appreciate you calling in. I know you got to go and probably do plenty more yep. press today, right? <laughs> yeah, we got a, got actually a, a, a signing here, and then we do our VIP dinners, which are fun to meet with the fans and break bread, and then uh, we got a we got a Sleeping Giants base story rock concert tonight. So That's we're, awesome. uh, we're we're rocking it. Busy day today. It's all good stuff. Well, here's another thing too. Uh, yeah, I'll try to catch you on the fourth. You know, on uh, Sunday the fourth down in Alhambra. That would be that, great. That would be great. It'd be great to see you there. No, I would really appreciate that. That'd be great to see you. Well, I got to go get my book, and if I'm going to get my book, I'm going to get it signed. So I'll be one of those guys in line too with uh, with my with my vest awesome. on, ready to rock, dude. So, all right, let's uh, let's crank up Sleeping Giants. I really like this track. This is the one with, that's got DMC on it. Now I got to meet Daryl. Uh, at the at the Rock of the Range Festival a couple years ago, and that man he knows his rock. He's one of the most righteous guys out there, and uh, it's he just, does, man. He, he does. You know, and we we had him jump up on stage with us in Long Island last week, uh-huh. and we were sitting down in the dressing room. We put it actually up on Facebook live. We, man, sitting on the couch, just could just play. We're just playing our guitars, not even plugged in. We're just in, and we went over. It's tricky, which we then played on oh, stage yeah. that night, oh, as yeah. well as Sleeping Giants. And I tell you, man, that guy, his his groove is so deep, man. I mean, that guy just swings, man. When you're in the room, it's just 
it, it, I mean, it's like, man, there, there's a reason that guy had a record deal and is, is as famous as he is. Man. But I his, mean, that, the quality his, of that guy is just amazing, man. Oh, yeah, and his finger is still on the pulse about everything. We had a long talk about the state of music right now, and he's got his opinions, mm-hmm. and they are so right on to what I'm thinking about is the way on, on so many different things about popular music today and he's got he's yeah. got his ideas about that and we went back and forth on that stuff and i swear to god it was it was like i was talking to myself <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it was oh, he, he, he's awesome man yeah i'm glad you're playing that track because he throws it down you know in a heavy metal setting i mean that's just how yep. versatile and how cool the guy is well i'm gonna go crank this up and let you go and uh just so just hang Rockin'. on the line and I'll, I'll give you a little goodbye but yeah this is brand new uh from david elveson and it's uh called Sleeping Giants, and it's the brand new uh, accompaniment, uh, accompany uh, CD with his brand new book, of yeah. course, uh, More Life with Death. It's in stores now. It's been released. The record is uh, available anywhere that you get records. You know, go find it. Uh, it's called Sleeping Giants, but uh, here we go. This is Sleeping Giants from David Elveson and guests. Crank this up. It's Junk Band.
Oh, yeah. All right. Junk Man Radio. Bringing you all the goods that is good to give. <laughs> People, places, pressure, time, all kinds of fun things like that is what we cover here at Junk Man Radio. All right. I got uh, a little something I'm going to send out to a friend of mine that uh, she unfortunately passed on. It was a good, good, good listener of rock and metal and a big supporter, my friend Rhonda, who uh, unfortunately passed away. And uh, she was a big fan of Ronnie James Dio. And we all miss Ronnie so much, man. He was such a great guy. Such a, such a great person to know and to listen to and just to learn from on his, just the way that he treated his fans and his people and everybody around him. He just, he was one of those guys that if he spoke to you, and I've said this a million times, when he spoke to you, you were the only person in the room as far as he was concerned. It was you and him. You know, there was no distractions. And uh, I know she loved him a lot, and uh, I was with her when she actually got to hang out with him once, and that was kind of cool. But anyway, Rhonda, I'm going to miss you. Uh, there's a little something from Heaven and Hell, which is uh, pretty much the last record that Ronnie ever did with the members of Black Sabbath, Tony and Geezer. Vinnie Apiece um, recreated that uh, Heaven and Hell record band. And uh, this is called Bible Black. I'll send it out to you. Hope you enjoy it. Everybody else, I'm sure you will too. If you're a Ronnie fan like me and a Heaven and Hell slash Black Sabbath fan as well, dig it. It's Junk Man, Junk Man Radio. He reached for 
Junkman Radio. That, my friends, is yes. Yes. Of the many versions of yes, I like that one a lot. That's uh, the from the drama record. Great song called Tempest Fugit. And that features uh, the first time that Trevor Horn, formerly from the Buggles, took over on vocals and production. And Steve Downs on keyboards. Or Jeff Downs, I'm sorry, on keyboards. And uh, man, it was different, but really, really cool. And uh, Trevor Horn took over production rights, and he became a a huge producer in the 80s, a producer of uh, all kinds of things, Um, some of the music that he was doing. Um, And uh, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that one, just a really, really fine example of just great recording techniques, and that's, uh, he was really good at that. Didn't last very long as the vocalist for Yes. I mean, they went back to John Anderson as they have so many times and now they've got, you know, another guy singing for him. So it kind of goes back and forth. Same thing with the band before that, King Crimson and Sleepless. And that was the version with Tony Levin and uh, Adrian Ballou. And they were put out some really great records in the 1980s and uh, just very instrumentally sound and I love stuff like that, especially when I'm listening on my headphones, which I'm doing right now. And it's really, really cool. Yeah, it sounds good in here at uh, Doll Hut Studios here in Anaheim. I'm in the actual recording room recording my show. Imagine that. <laughs> show number 50, by the way. I'm very proud of that. 50 shows right here for Junk Man Radio. And um, it feels good. Playing you all kinds of cool music, turning on to stuff that maybe you hadn't heard or in a while or never heard at all, and new bands, old bands, all kinds of different versions of stuff, and uh, all for my personal collection, which I really it makes me happy. Here's a new band before King Crimson, a great band called Silent Theory. They're out of the state. They're in the Midwest, and uh, good, good guys, really good guys, and I thought I'd give them a a little turn here, and I hope you like that song. The song was called Fragile Minds from Silent Theory. Go look them up. They're on, like, Spotify. They're everywhere, and uh, they tour here and there. Hope to see them on the West Coast here pretty soon because I think they're a great band. And, again, just very good people, which helps, you know, when you got a band. <laughs> you got to be a good guy. You don't want to be an asshole. Those days are over. You really cannot do that. I, I was watching uh, recently, I was at a festival and I was watching some of the older bands doing their own press now, which is great because before they always had like a press release or whatever it was and they didn't do a whole lot of interviews. And now they're all doing it because they got the message. Look, you want to sell some product and you want people to come out to the shows, you got to show your face. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. And it's, uh, it's good being a quote unquote media member myself. I like to get to uh, get to know some of these people, you know, and I, I've done a pretty good job. Nobody goes and runs and goes, oh, God, not that guy. <laughs> not that I know of, anyway. <laughs> uh, the one you know. Imagine that. There's a nice little seg right there. Uh, the one you know uh, I played before Silent Theory. That was from Alice in Chains from their Rainier Fog record, their latest. And I started and set out with Heaven and Hell, also known as Black Sabbath, with... Ronnie James Dio, the late Ronnie James Dio on vocals, and Vinny Apice on, or Apice, as he would say, on drums, and The Bible Black. That was their last hit single. 
uh, before Ronnie unfortunately passed on. And we miss him all the time, man. Just I, I, he comes up in conversations with people, and everybody says the same thing. And I just, you know, they miss his integrity. He was just such a great guy. Had a great sense of humor. A lot of great interests. His wife Wendy is always, always donated to all my charities that I that I help. She helps me out every year. I, I do an autism charity called Metal Jam that I MC, and we auction off stuff. And she always donates. They're just. Just good, good, good peeps. And, uh, yeah, we miss Ronnie very much. All right. Now for something happy. Again, I'm always sad when I think about Ronnie no longer with us. But uh, something I do like is we like to salute our sponsors. And uh, one of the sponsors here at Junkman Radio is VintageRock.com. And VintageRock.com is a great website for all things vintage and rock, meaning, uh, you know, some of the bands that have been around for quite a while and what they're up to and... Uh, there's great articles and interviews and rock music and giveaways and all kinds of things on the website itself. I suggest you go check it out. Great articles, a lot of really great interviews with some of these bands that have been around Hall of Fame members and others, you know, that are just worthy, you know. And uh, one of the bands uh, we're going to salute, what we do is uh, every every show I do what's known as a VintageRock.com six-pack. Six songs from a particular band or a genre of my choice. And today, I'm going to focus on Rod Stewart. Now, there's many facets to Rod Stewart's music. I'm going to focus on his full-on rock and roll uh, about maybe the early 70s. Yeah, early 70s, Rod Stewart, because that's the stuff that I like the best. And he just full-on rocks, especially when he's joined by the guys in The Faces which he was with. So most of these songs are with faces, some with, some without. But we're going to start it out with faces and we'll start rocking, if you will. So let's start out this VintageRock.com six-pack. Crack one open and let's groove on Rod Stewart and faces. Stay with me on Junk Band Radio.
Don't hesitate This dream can pass just as fast as life
Junkman Radio, that's right, wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack. Rod Stewart, and sometimes help with the faces right there. That uh, version of his career, very long career, in fact, that uh, has been going on for, God, 40, 50 years, something like that. Yeah, it's 50, pretty much. No, longer than that. What do you know? He started out in the early 60s, man, with uh, some blues bands in Great Britain, getting in with uh, the Jeff Beck group and then joining uh, Faces and having his own solo career at the same time amongst a host of other things that man has done. Rod the Mod, they used to call him. Put that one, Maggie May. The great big hit from 1970, 71. And uh, really kind of put him on the map in terms of mass adulation, as they like to say. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, great song. Of course, number one in... Many countries, pretty much the signature Rod Stewart song right there, Maggie Bay. For that, Rod Stewart and Face is a great song that I just love called Cindy Incidentally. It's just got that great piano and, man, Ian McClog and Ronnie Lane. Just, man, it's just, it's one of those songs. It's so hard to describe when I hear music like that, that it just, it's just sheer bliss. You know, everything works on that song for me. So I love it. A hot rocker from a little bit later in the career from him, for him, uh, maybe mid uh, to late 70s, probably 77, and Hot Legs. That was a huge hit featuring my buddy Carmine Apiece on the drums. 
That one really, really rocked. The video was great, too. They had these two beautiful legs, and they belonged to none other than the one and only Tina Turner. How about that? Yeah, there's a little info for you. Tidbit, so to speak. <laughs> Pool Hall Richard, a full-on rocker from Rod Stewart and Faces. Played Sweet Little Rock and Roller, another one that just, just full-on just gets down, baby. And that's the way to do it. And started out with Stay With Me. Rod Stewart and Faces, and you could just tell they were just having so much fun with that particular number, recording it and bringing it out. Every time that band Faces was on stage, they just looked like they were having a ball. So the kind of band that you want to be in, you know? Ah, man, I'm telling you, it's amazing. I love it. All right, Junkman here. I hope you're enjoying uh, Junkman Radio number 50. How about that? What do you know, 50. But with all things, it's time to bid... In a fond farewell, a little adieu to you. So, but I'll be back with more right here at Doll Hut Studios in Anaheim, California. Your one-stop shop for recording and rehearsal studios and anything else you want to do. We're located right next to the Doll Hut Club and across the street from the freeway, which brings me to my exit song, so to speak. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to the blow-by-blow record with Jeff Beck, who incidentally worked with Rod Stewart for quite a while. Rod kind of made his first name with the Jeff Beck group way back in 1968. Jeff Solo, 1975. Freeway Jam, my favorite song to warm up on my drum kit to. It's awesome. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Junkman Radio. And let's get down, let's get down. Time to hit the freeway, man. Adios, amigos.